what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. People don't go to hell because they commit adultery. They don't go to hell because they gamble. They don't go to hell because they're a drug addict. They don't go to hell because they murdered somebody. They go to hell because they would not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, paid the price for their sin. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to if you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me, please, to the Gospel according to St. John. John chapter 1, verse 29. John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This morning I'd like to take a look at a lamb for a person, a lamb for a house, a lamb for a nation, and a lamb for the world. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. And he took away the sin of the world. Amen? I got a question for you. If that is the case, then why is there still so much evil in this world? I want to take a look at that today as we behold the Lamb of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person who has come this way. I pray, Lord, that something might be said or done. Lord, that will meet a need. I only have words, but, Lord, I ask for your anointing today. Lord, you can break the yoke. Lord, you can meet a need. Lord, hide me behind the cross today. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, that we might rightly divide this word of truth and bring it to the people, that they may hear, grasp, receive, and understand of your word whomever they may be, wherever they may be, Lord, regardless of their age. And we're careful to give you praise and glory for all that you have done and for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen and Amen. Dealing, first of all, with a lamb for a person. Going all the way back to the dawn of time, God created man out of the dust of the ground. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul, an eternal soul. Understand this today, if you don't get anything else out of this message, understand this. One million years from today, you will still be alive somewhere. You will not be in this physical frame which has been affected by the fall and sin. You are an eternal soul. You have a body. 
You don't have a soul. You are a soul, an eternal soul. Man became a living soul when God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Supplied everything that he would need in that garden. Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And Adam and Eve partook of that tree. And they found themselves naked before God. Every single one of us is naked before God. There is nothing hidden what He does not see. You can hide if you would like. And you think nobody knows. But God sees all. He knows all. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're up to. He sees all. All of us are naked before Him. And Adam and Eve stood before God that day naked. Immediately right after the fall, God pointed to a Redeemer who was to come. Genesis 3 and verse 15. Dana, if you will, pull it up on the screen. The seed of the woman will bruise the head of the serpent. If you know anything about biology at all, a woman does not have a seed. That is the prerogative of the man. But there was one woman that did have a seed, and her name was Mary. As the angel Gabriel came in unto her and said, You shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. God pointed to the Redeemer. There in Genesis 3 and verse 15. That is God's solution to man's problem. He pointed to it way back in Genesis. He still points to it as being the solution today. It is the solution to every individual. A lamb for a person. One of the most shocking things that took place in that garden. Adam and Eve stood there before God naked. And God went over and took a lamb. An animal of some kind. And killed it right there in front of Adam and Eve. God took coats of skins and covered Adam and Eve. There's only one thing that will cover sin, and that is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is it. Immediately right after the fall, God kicked Adam and Eve out of that garden, had a cherubim to stand there at the entranceway to the garden with a sword that turns either way to block them to the tree of life. You do not want to live forever in this physical frame. Believe me, friend, there are some things that are worse than dying. I've seen it. I know what I'm talking about. To lay there gasping for breath. To live like that forever. 
Thank God he put those cherubim there to block the way to the tree of life. Adam and Eve did not go far from that entrance way. And they built an altar in order to offer up sacrifice. Because when we see Cain and Abel, the first two sons of Adam and Eve, in the process of time, they came and brought an offering to the Lord. And they offered it upon an altar. And Abel brought a lamb, a blood sacrifice, and offered it up. And God had respect to Abel. And Cain brought the fruit of the ground. It was not a blood sacrifice And God would not accept Cain's offering because it was not a blood sacrifice. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. But God told Cain something. Said if you, Cain was the firstborn, said if you will do right, if you will take a lamb and offer it up on this altar, And do what I have asked you to do. And offer up the sacrifice. Place your faith in that sacrifice. Then Cain, you will be restored over your brother. You will be his desire. But Cain was too nice to offer up a lamb. But he wasn't too nice to kill his brother. The first murder on the page of human history was because of the sacrifice. A refusal to accept God's way. God's answer to the sin problem is the lamb. Many years later, Dana, if you will, pull it up, Exodus chapter 12. Israel is in Egyptian bondage. God called a man by the name of Moses, went before Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Pharaoh would not let the people go. God sent plague after plague until Egypt was in ruins, devastated. God said in the 12th chapter of Exodus, Moses, go tell the children of Israel to take a lamb without blemish. Let it be of the first year. Bring it out from among the sheep or among the goats. Kill it in the evening. Take the blood and apply it to the two side posts and the upper door posts of the houses wherein you live. A lamb for a house. Get in the house. The destroyer will come through. The firstborn of every family is going to die. But if you will apply the the blood to the doorpost of the houses. Get in the house. Stay in the house. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. Glory to God.
Have you applied the blood of Jesus Christ to the doorpost of your heart? You may have many achievements in this life. But if you stand before God one day and there is no blood on the doorpost of your heart, you may have gained the whole world, but what does it profit you if you lose your soul? A lamb for a house. In the book of Leviticus, the 16th chapter, we see where a lamb was to be offered up for a nation. The Bible tells us, Leviticus chapter 16, that the children of Israel were to bring two kids of the goats for a sin offering unto Aaron, the high priest. One of them was to be offered up as a sacrifice. The other was to be let go into the wilderness. And that one that was let go into the wilderness was a type of sin being taken away. All of the many little lambs, bullocks, oxen, that were offered up throughout the Old Testament time, none of those animals, their blood, was able to take away sin. It only covered sin. They were still saved by faith in the Lamb. That Lamb, that animal pointed to Christ. The Lamb of God, the one who was to come. Their faith was in that one who was to come, the Lamb. And they would bring it without spot, without blemish. Because Jesus was without sin. Perfect. And John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The Old Testament people were saved by credit, if you will. That Lamb was like a credit card. But when Jesus came on the scene, lived a perfect life, never sinned one time, the Lamb of God. And then He laid down His life for you and I upon that cross. And God accepted it. And He was raised from the dead three days later. His resurrection today is proof that he lived a perfect life, and that man's sin debt was paid. Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Now, if all of that is true, why is there still so much evil in this world. Why is it? Just a few weeks ago. We've seen it all over the news. A young man walks into a school. And just opens up and kills. 
man's inhumanity to man. And it's not getting better, ladies and gentlemen, it's getting worse. Why? Why? If Jesus Christ took away the sin of the world through his death, burial, and resurrection, why is there still so much evil in this world? I'm going to tell you why. It is because of unbelief. Think of the worst sin you can imagine. What would it be? Murder? Homosexuality? God destroyed an entire city because of that sin of homosexuality. Adultery? Gambling? Drugs? There are people out there right now, their body is just screaming for another fix, and they'll do anything to get it. What's the worst thing you can imagine? The greatest sin of all is the sin of unbelief. How can you say that, Brother James? I can say that because, see... God forbid, you can commit a sin of homosexuality. You can go out here and kill somebody. You can be hooked on drugs. But let me tell you something today. If you will ask Jesus Christ to forgive you, He will forgive you of that thing. You can commit that dastardly, horrible sin and still go to heaven. But if you don't believe, in Jesus Christ. If you do not accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, my friend, you're going to bust hell wide open. Unbelief. People don't go to hell because they're an alcoholic. People don't go to hell because they're a homosexual. People don't go to hell because they commit adultery. They don't go to hell because they gamble. They don't go to hell because they're a drug addict. They don't go to hell because they murdered somebody. They go to hell because they would not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that paid the price for their sins. There are millions in hell right now. They're not there because of an act of sin, per se. They're there because of unbelief. If Israel had have accepted Jesus Christ, had they told Rome, this man, Jesus, is our Messiah. He is the one who has been promised all down through the many centuries. This is our Messiah. And place their faith in Jesus Christ. Rome was waiting in line. They would have come and taken Jesus. He would have died on Calvary. He would have paid man's sin debt. Been buried and raised from the grave three days later. The millennium could have started right then. Because John the Baptist, his message was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Had Israel only believed, the millennium could have started then. You and I would be in the age of the ages 
today. We would be in eternity. It would be heaven on earth today. But because of unbelief, this world has been subjected to an additional 2,000 years of sin and pain and hurt and sorrow and sickness and hell. Let me tell you this. God's going to put a stop to it. What Jesus Christ did at Calvary's cross was sufficient to deal with the sin problem. But it can only be affected by faith. But when people don't believe, then they reject God. It doesn't just leave a vacuum. Evil comes in. You can read about it in the first chapter of the book of Romans. That's the reason we're in the mess that we're in today. John, the Lord's disciple, he's 90 years old on the Isle of Patmos, wrote the book of Revelation. In the fifth chapter of that book, John had a vision, and he saw a book written within and without on the backside, sealed with seven seals in the right hand of God the Father. And a proclamation is made throughout all of heaven, throughout all of earth, and even under the earth. A proclamation was made. Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof? And the Bible says that there was no man found worthy. In all of time and eternity, in all of God's creation, there was not a man found worthy to open the seals, to open the book, to even look upon it. Why? Because that book was a book of judgment. And nobody has the right to judge anybody else. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And John wept much because he himself was fallen short of God's glory and was not worthy. But see, another reason John wept was because he knew unless these seals is broken, unless this book is open, sin will continue. The death will continue. The pain and the war and the hell that's in this world is going to continue. Unless this book is open. And one of the elders told John, weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. What Jesus Christ did at Calvary's cross won the victory. For you and I has prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And John turned to see, thinking that he would see the Lord Jesus Christ. But instead he saw a lamb as if it had been slain. But yet it was standing. There's a great truth there in that. Look at it. A lamb. Standing, but yet it had been slain. When a lamb was slain in Old Testament times, 
it would fall down on the ground because its little throat was slit and the hot blood would pour out. But yet this lamb is standing. It points to the resurrection of Christ. A lamb standing. It had the appearance as if it had been slain. The scars that Jesus took upon himself at the cross. He will bear those scars for eternity. To remind you and I of the horrible price that was paid for our salvation. And when Jesus Christ begins to take that book and he opens the seals. It begins a chain of events which will ultimately judge sin forever and usher in the kingdom age. But for all of us who believe, we won't have to go through that time. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be called up to meet the Lord in the air. Sin will be judged. It was either judged at Calvary's cross, or you will be judged. The choice is yours. I submit to you today that you need to behold the Lamb of God. the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.